Good afternoon. It is Pet Chat. Cheryl Shaw, welcome to the studio. Thank you, Sarah. It's lovely to be here. We've been having a bit of a chat off air. We've we've heard of the sad news of the passing of Helen Reddy, uh, passed away at the age of 78. Of course, that anthem, I Am Woman, we were talking about that and you said you got teary in the car because that meant so much to you throughout your time. When I heard that news driving over, I was really, really sad because for me, Helen Reddy has been a real inspiration. I mean, you know, that I call it the theme, the anthem of hers, the I Am Woman, but Often when I was first going out in business, I would think, how am I going to manage this? How am I going to go? And I would put that music on when I was feeling low or needing an inspiration. And it just makes you lift. It just gives you that rising. And it's really important to have something that you can draw on. And for me, Helen Reddy has been a real inspiration. Such an amazing story. And that really does transpire through the generations as well. It's a timeless song. Yeah, it must resonate for so many people. So we are celebrating her life today. You can head to our Facebook page. But right now we're chatting about pets. And when we come back, I'm going to guess what we're talking about today, Cheryl, with the brooch. All right. See how I go. Now, Cheryl, today you've worn the lemons, which the the dusty lemon colour. It looks lovely. And you've got a brooch on with your name. I have, Sarah. So can you guess what it's about? Are we talking about naming of pets? Yeah, it's not all about me. Is it a big thing to name your pet? Do we not put enough thought into it? Oh, there's so much. It's so exciting, the topic of naming your pet, how Mm. you go about it. All right. Well, we're going to have a chat about that next on Pet Chat. And, of course, later on we'll have a look and uh, see our dog of the week. We're looking at what's in a name and naming our pets because getting a new pet into the household is really exciting. Oh, it is. And a big part of that is naming them. Absolutely, Sarah. And selecting the name really is a lot of fun and you can be really creative. The name of your dog can tell a little bit about your own personality traits, whether you're a traditional person with a dog like the name of Buster, you know, just playing it conservative and safe. Or if you're a risk taker and your dog's name is Everest or On the Edge, it says a lot about you as well. It does. (laughs) When choosing your name for your pet, try to select a name that suits the individual pet. Like, you know, if it's a dog um, that, you know, is is white and with spots, often people go, oh, yes, Spotty. And it's, you know, one of those things that you can just look at the dog and go, yeah, that's really going to suit it. So looking at things like their appearance, their personality and their character and make sure it's a name that you'd be happy going to the park and calling your dog. Yeah. That can get a bit awkward, can't it? Absolutely. So practice it a few times. Um, There are lots of other things that um, people sort of don't realise. Sometimes dogs have a name before you get them. Often the rescue dogs that come into centres have a name and you might get the dog and say, oh, you know, I don't really like this name. It is okay to change the dog's name. It is. Because I remember when I rescued a dog, Scamp, and then rehomed to a beautiful home and they, they renamed him Joey. And I was, I mean, I was just in tears, not so much because they renamed you, I think, because I wanted to keep him. But oh, that yes. is, that's not going to confuse the dog. That's fine no. if their name changes. Yeah, and some of us even change our name. You know, often that's you true. find that people, like you, you know, Sarah, when I first met you, you were Charlie. Yeah, yeah, so nickname it's the same, Charlie. Same thing. That's right. So often people do have a nickname for their dog as well. Did you name Gizzy? Gizmo, yes. Named mm. him after the gremlin. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. And do you do. have nicknames for him? Oh, yeah. I call him Heather, which my husband hates. I, I, I don't know where I got that. Yeah, so all sorts it, of names for Gizzy. Yeah, it is funny how White often... Knight. White Knight. How often <laughs> we have a name for our pet, yeah. but then we change it or we, we, we 
you know, abbreviate it and we make it shorter. And that's a real Australian thing. Often people who um, abbreviate things find that they like that person more. And I'm wondering whether that actually goes to the dog as well. So, you know, we say that we like that person more because we've changed their name, maybe from Sarah to Sarah. We go, oh, there's more familiarity. That's such a good point because we do tend to abbreviate names when we're more chummy with someone. And, and, you know, we make a point of using their full name if they're in trouble or we don't like them. So there could be some studies that show by naming a pet, that could obviously be an attachment to them as well that might show levels of attachment based on the time you spend naming them. Yeah, and often with names, sometimes names ending in Y are really easy to pronounce, you know, and they sound sweet and soft. Things like Ollie, Molly, you know, those sort of names, Jimmy, Teddy, they're quite popular because they have that soft flow about them. Look, I knew a a lady who had a, a, her name was Shelley, and she had a dog that's name was Shelley. She'd actually adopted the dog. So like we were talking about changing names, her husband said, you have to change the dog's name. I cannot be yelling out, Shelley, sit, Shelley, come. What will the neighbours think? So it is okay if you do want to start changing names. But going back to considering when you're starting to think about what name you might like to name your dog, remember that we don't want to make it a sound that sounds like a command. So, you know, obviously we use no quite a bit when we're doing correction. We want to make sure that we don't name the dog something like Joe or Bo because that sounds so much like no. And another Ah. thing, a name like um, Fletch can sound like Fetch. So we need to just make sure of the sounding of the name. Um, Avoiding names that you have that are very familiar in the household. So if you had Clyde in the house or Claude, let's say Claude, you wouldn't say um, name the dog Maud because it's too... too similar. Okay. I mean, you're wanting confused. to make sure that, that the dog is getting clear sounds from you when you're calling it or asking it to do things. Um, often people name their pet from something that they're particularly interested in. And it could be people that are foodies, you know, chefs and people like that. They often name their dogs chili or yes. peanut, uh, you know, pumpkin, pepper, all of those sort of things, which are really quite in their sort of Skype of things. Um, Places that you've been are really popular too, you know, because they bring back memories for you. You know, places like Paris and Vienna and Noosa, Bondi even. These are names that are are destinations that people have enjoyed and then they've named their pet that because it's familiar to them. Children often name their pets as well. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And one that's been really popular in the last two years, it has been Elsa. Oh, thank you, Frozen, for yes. that. And yeah. Anna. So those two names are really up there in the new puppies coming so through. So you're seeing that all the time. Oh, it's another Anna, it's another Elsa. Yes, this yes. the Frozen family. Absolutely. And sometimes dogs are named like um, two names. So they'll have their family names. So I knew a dog whose name was Jenny, but she never got called Jenny. She had the full title. She was Jenny Tonks. And <gasps> wherever Jenny went, that was her name, which was rather gorgeous. So we never referred to her as just Jenny. Oh, that is so funny. And people do name their dogs after family members, you know, or family names, I should say, not members. Yeah, so right. you'll have your Maxes and your Mollies and you'll have, you know, sort of Different names like that, um, but also floral names for people who are into gardening or nurseries. Names like Rose and Fuchsia, Poppy and Daisy, they're really popular. So you can tell the gardeners when they're making appointments, certainly. It's true. It says a lot about you, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Um, often, too, people start selecting a letter. So I know that um, I have a friend who always has had her dogs named 
the beginning of it, E-L. So she's had Elvis, she's had Elroy, Elmo and Ella and even Ellie. But I did the same thing. I fell into that trap for a while because I had two names, um, two letters, I should say, A and V. So I had Avalon, Avalon. Aprilia and I had Archie and then Verdi and Videlo. And Zara has followed that as well because she's got Vienna. So we've sort of had this family thing happening. And speaking of family things, my nana had many dogs over the years. She called every one of them Towser. It doesn't matter what they looked like. Every single one was named Towser. My pop did the same. He always had silky terriers and they were always called Fred. And I think we're up to Fred number four. Oh, wow. By the end. Yes. Yeah, so, so we all have different ways funny. that we come about naming them. Um, a lot of brand names too, you know, things like Coco Chanel, yes. Tiffany. So, yeah, it's an interesting thing how people go about naming their pet. I met a lady uh, on Monday who names all of her pets after Disney characters. She's done so for her entire life. So she's got, you know, Pocahontas and, you know, oh, wow. different names. Yeah, so it is cool. And I know when I named my uh, dog, it was Peaches and Cream, but mum and dad, you know, shortened it to Peaches. So I had Peaches for, for years and years. So oh, it is very very, very funny. Pet chat. And we're looking at our dog of the week. And Cheryl, both you and I went, oh. Yeah, what a sweet old man. We hope this one gets a home. Cliffy, he's an eight and a half year old terrier cross. So he's a medium dog. He looks yeah. like a medium dog yeah. there. Um, oh, he looks beautiful. He's a bit of a gentleman. He weighs about 15 kilos and stands about 50 centimetres tall. This pint-sized little guy, oh. He looks a bit bigger than that. He's searching for his new forever home and he's keen to meet you. So he loves getting up in the morning, having breakfast, then sitting outside in the sun. He's a very good outdoor dog, loves playing with the toys and chasing, catching his ball. He especially loves squeaky toys and will play with them for ages. That's great. So he's obviously, you know, he can entertain himself quite well. Looks like he has done. Uh, He's a good companion dog, but not a dog that will sit on your lap, but he will sit up beside you and eventually take over the chair. And there's a couple of photos of him lying in bed. (laughs) He's he's taken over the pillow. He's taken over the pillow. Uh, He is good with people and older children, but can be a little boisterous playing with young children. So for this reason, homes with children under the age of 12 probably wouldn't Mm. be ideal. So he's uh, not great with other dogs. So if you are someone that's probably looking for a companion, maybe you're retired, you're at home more often, he really is perfect for you. So if you want to get online, have a look at Cliffy. He really is a beautiful boy. He's gorgeous. Uh, then head to 2NURFM.com. And Cheryl, when you do adopt a dog later on in life, some people are put off by that, but dogs seem to bond quite quickly with yeah, new families. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it does take a little bit of time for them to settle in, but once they've settled, everything's fine. And, you know, they know where they're food's going to be they know you're going to give them pats and rewards so it doesn't take long for them to settle and they they like they just love they want to love don't they they do and they deserve to be loved they do so please have a look at cliffy would love him to get a home when we come back we've got a question for you about birds whether to get them or not We'll discuss the pros and cons. A lot of people looking at getting Christmas presents, yes, sort of thing. We've got Lou from Maitland on the line. Uh, hello, Lou. You're talking about pets' names. Cheryl was doing this as a topic earlier. Yeah. Um, two, two different names which come from different ways. Uh, one was we uh, inherited a Westie, a West Highland White Terrier, and his name was Toki. Toki? Toki. T-O-K-I-E. 
and we believe it comes from one of the characters of um, Family Guy or something like that. Oh, okay. okay. So that was crazy, but it, it, it grew on him. We couldn't have had him as any else but Toki. It's funny how they start to match the names once you yeah. have them for a while, isn't it? Yeah, and then um, he had an accident. So I always had in my mind if I had another one, I'd call him Hamish. Anyway, so we went and we made inquiries and whatever, and we said his name is Hamish. And they said, oh, his father's name is Hamish. Oh, wow. So his name was Hamish Junior now, <laughs> and how how would that happen? It's just crazy, isn't it? It is. It's just yeah, you just don't yeah. It just happened to us, and we thought, oh right, well he's Hamish Junior. Well, there you go, and it just sort of works. And Cheryl, I know, didn't you call one of your dogs Videlo? I did. <laughs> Is that because of your love of the wine? Absolutely, Sarah. Now everybody, everybody knows that my dog was Fidello after the love of wine. Oh, that's fantastic. But we do that, don't we? Yeah. Sean names every fish we get fish and chips. Oh, dear. Oh, I know. He's oh. naughty. Mm. Yeah. A little bit like Sugar and Spice and Bonnie and Clyde and Batman yeah. and Robin. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, Cheryl, I've got to ask you. So uh, Molly's come to us and she said she wants a bird. And I've gone, oh, you're kidding. But it's actually Sean that said to me, what are your thoughts? And I'm thinking, well, I don't know. I'll ask Cheryl, how hard is it? We're obviously talking Christmas. We don't want to buy. I'm sick of buying plastics and stuff. So, you know, what a bird. Am I just going to cause myself a heartache? Not at all, Sarah. Really? Yeah. Look, I'm going to make a re- uh, recommendation. What you should get for Molly is a little budgerigar. Oh, they are cute. They are cute. Come in so many different colours. And the good thing about a budgerigar is that you can actually handle them. Obviously, with children, you need to make sure they're not sort of squeezing them. That's just nicely sitting on their finger. But the good thing about it is that they learn responsibility. When they've got a bird, and a budgie is particularly easy to care for. It's not sort of fragile like a canary. We can um, teach them things about feeding, about fresh water and just caring and nurturing of an animal. So those early skills are really important for children. So budgies are a little bit uh, sturdier, are they, than canaries? Because that's what I was worried about, how hard they are to keep alive. No, you'll have no trouble with that. One of the big things with um, with budgerigars that they really can be handled. So you can take them out yeah, of the cage okay. if you like. Now, when the children are small, you may not want to do that. It just depends because if they... They get out and then the windows open. Obviously, we're going to have a bird escape. But they can put their hand in and and handle the bird, change their seed and their water, even help with the cleaning out. That husbandry is really important. And, you know, teaching them to do this from an early age is quite quite a nice thing. Do you need to teach the budgie from an early age to be handled? Like, you know, do you need to get them used to that from the get-go? Yeah. Yeah. They, they quite enjoy that contact. Budgies, okay. budgies being a little parrot, um, actually enjoy being touched and they will sit on your finger. One of the things you want to avoid doing, and often when you go somewhere they'll be suggesting, oh, you know, get all of these accessories, they do need toys to play with. So that it gives them um, some in, um, enrichment in their life. So one of those things, um, again, is to avoid putting a mirror in because the 
budgie will oh. think it's another budgie and he'll be spending time kissing and chewing and looking at himself, chatting to himself in that mirror. You want that to be back to the children. So if Molly's wanting the bird, she'll be talking to the bird. And okay. if she says the th- same thing every morning, you know, when she lifts the cover off the, the, the budgie and says good morning and calls the budgie by name, the budgie will actually learn that good morning and will start to repeat So they that. will talk back. That's yeah. pretty cool. So you need to get a male. So the male a is male. the bird that we're talking. So, okay, and they don't need a companion. It no. is because I didn't know whether I had to get two birds or yeah. one's okay. One's okay. You can obviously get more birds if you want, and particularly if the two children are wanting a, a bird each. But, um, but you know, one will be quite happy on its own. How long do they live for, Cheryl? Uh, just depends. Usually around, oh, just around six to eight years. That's pretty good. Yeah, budgies budgies are quite long-lived, providing you're looking after them. So, you know, seed, water, keeping things clean, nice and healthy. And two, one of the other things you need to be really mindful about is if you're positioning your bird outside – Budgies can sometimes um, succumb to butcher birds. So the butcher bird ah. will come and land on the cage. So if you've got a nice area that's got some sunshine coming into the house, you can place the budgie inside and it doesn't have to go outside. Obviously not too much sun, though. But yeah, you don't want to yeah. cook Well, them. you don't want them to be too hot. <laughs> okay. All right. I think, th- I think this could be doable. But you would think budgies would be the pick if you're looking at getting a bird. For, yeah, absolutely. You know, for, for anyone. It could yeah. be for anyone. And, they're, you know, they're, they're inexpensive. Expensive as well, Sarah. So okay. it's not a bird that you're going to be spending a lot of money on, not like one of the exotic parrots. And they also, for setup, it's really quite um, simple. It's not an expense that's, you know, out there. Okay, some really good advice. Well, Cheryl Shaw, thank you very much. That's My pleasure. That's just about all we've got time yes. for today. Can you believe it? I know. Uh, we will uh, We will be back, obviously, next week with Pet Chat. And, Cheryl, I think you're needed for some advice as well. So we might see. It doesn't just end at 1 o'clock, is That's it? We'll right. get you to take a phone call because we're out of time today. So no more calls, but Cheryl will help. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.